0: The real estate world is changing. Opportunity is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the very best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform our business. This is Investor Creator. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Tuesday Morning Coffee. I'm Brad, if you don't know me, and this is my main man, Tony Woodall. Hey, guys. Appreciate y'all being with us today. we got a, kind of a quick episode because we've, we've got an appointment in 45 minutes, a little bit yeah. across town. But, okay. Uh, uh, that just means it's going to be uh, compact and impactful. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: I'm gonna cut out my stories about my mama and my third cousin Leroy and all that stuff. How's today. Leroy doing?
0: Leroy's all right. He's a little wounded these days. Well, you know that's that's the best we can do sometimes. Fish so. ain't biting. Fish ain't biting. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, that reminds me of on Big Daddy. Uh, whenever he's with the the girl and he's he's talking to the the guy at like the child custody place and he's like, I know the are huge Uncle Remus. <laughs> you know. Good stuff. <laughs> That's such a good movie. It's like one of the few movies that really? I've seen. Really? Yeah. Is, is that Adam, Adam Sandler? Yeah. yeah. Old
1: school. Old, old school. school. I've
0: seen like six movies My Now, part.
1: old school's also a movie you have not seen, which
0: Correct. is T-Total hilarious. Oh, well, that and what the other one you all saw? All those the Tasha, all, Talladega. Talladega, like Talladega Nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, eight
0: pounds, six ounce baby Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I somewhat got that, but. Uh, Know. Anyway, uh, back to the ranch. Appreciate you guys being with us. We're going to be, be talking about real estate today, if you can believe that. Boom. Based on what we're, we're intro yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start off with the deal of the day. This is a property that we got under contract yesterday. This is uh, not far from Nashville. We're seeing pre-foreclosure as a motivation more right now than we've seen in a long time. And so I think part of that is the inflationary environment. People are having to choose between, do I fill up my gas tank to get to work and feed my kids? Mm-hmm. Or do I pay the mortgage note, mm. and that's a tough, tough place for Americans to be in. But it's it's something that we're seeing. And when I was in Florida, I meant to send you send you this, but I took a picture. Organic apples were six dollars a pound. Six dollars. Six a dollars pound. a pound, and a big apple can be a pound. Man, a six dollar apple. Can you believe that? So I wonder what a pound of apples.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it could be one apple. It could be
0: one really big apple. So six bucks. Yeah, yeah, and that that's. Pretty wild to me. Uh, but anyway, so we got this property sub two, 125000 on the mortgage, uh, three and a quarter interest rate, 5K walk away to the seller. So we're going to tie up $5,000 in this transaction. ARV on this is about one eighty. probably needs 5K worth of work. So sub two. Yeah, sub two, 5K okay. in cash is what we're going to tie My up. My favorite deal. deals. Yeah, you know, we love the sub two deals, you know, but we like all, all deals that make sense. We do. But we sub do. two definitely helps. I definitely wouldn't pay cash for this. Right. You know, but the equity's just as much in the rate as the price. Mm-hmm. So we're buying it for one thirty, worth one eighty, needs about five K worth of work, but we're taking over three and a quarter percent money. And so that's where the real value is because you gotta love that. Uh, inflation, as of I think last week we talked about the stated rate now is nine point one percent. And so any debt that you have under that is effectively free because you're paying for the debt and after inflationary dollars. So e- even somebody we're owner financing a home to in the mid 8s or the high 7s yeah still getting a pretty good deal yeah you know if the inflation inflation remains the same right so, uh, interesting times that we're in for sure, but great opportunities out there. Right. And so, we're really excited about what's happening. But uh, that was the deal of the day, you know, a pretty good little deal. Where is that one? Westmoreland. Oh, I like that area. Yeah, Westmoreland. You know, a little, little country town outside of Nashville, but, uh, you know, we don't care where the deal is as long as the equity is Yeah, we buy equity. Available. Yeah. So, it, it's so funny, you know, a lot of a lot of the times we'll get questions like, well, do you buy two-bedroom houses? And I have to ask, do you not? Yeah. You know, so yeah. like, under no circumstance would you buy a two-bedroom house. Yeah, the real question is, do you buy equity? Yeah, correct. And so, having a good understanding of what equity is is uh, paramount in the business. And yeah, and what the the real value of equity is is changing because uh-huh. of the inflationary environment. Yeah. and what we're we're seeing in the market. I've got a one-bedroom, one-bath. Yeah, that I bought
1: because there was. Oh, equity. that sounds that sounds terrible, Tony. You, you shouldn't have bought that. I know, I know, but I, you know, that's the one I got for seventy-five hundred dollars. Oh hell. You yes. paid too much. Yes, a half a mile from, the ten- from a public boat ramp the Tennessee River. Yeah, and wh- what are you doing with that
0: one? I'm going to owner finance it for about ninety five. Hmm. Well, you you should you should just not have bought that tone. I know. It's that one bedroom house, and you know you can't sell a one bedroom. House. I
1: know. I will probably pick up you know between eighty and eighty five grand in equity. Yeah. And
0: the, in well, the low nines, maybe. Yeah. Plus the interest. Plus the interest. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Just terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. So, uh, t- Tony, Tony's preaching to the choir here, uh, you know, everybody here knows what we're talking about. Yeah, So, uh, but maybe somebody out there doesn't. So that'd be good. Uh, I want to do a quick apprentice spotlight. This is my main man, Christian. Christian, uh, So shout out to you. So, uh, Christian found us because <laughs> he wanted to get into real estate. He was, he, it still is a public adjuster, uh, for insurance. And he ran into one of our, um, insurance claims, and then another house that we were buying that was pre-foreclosure. And so he saw our name probably within a month, maybe two months, right. two different uh, situations, and said, uh, hey, I've, I've got to see what this is about, and reached out to us and saw that we trained. And he all already knew the deals we were buying because he saw the numbers, Yeah, you know, just on his own accord. And so that, I think, created a lot of trust. And so he came in. What I, what I want to say about Christian is— He's perfectly normal in the way that he views lead flow, which is, you know, riding the roller coaster. So I actively preach against this and teach against this. You know, it's very easy, especially on the front end of the business to, you know, you, you get your website up or you, you get your, your ads going or whatever marketing channel that you choose and you're up, you're really excited. Yeah. And then nobody calls that day and then you're kind of down. And then you get your first lead and you're up again, but then they, they don't call you back and you're down. And, right. You know, by the time you go through a group of leads, you get a contract, you have a title issue, then the title issue gets cleared up and then you have a closing and then you see that there's something missed. And you no, know, you, you go through all these ups and downs that it's exhausting emotionally. Right. And it really, really hurts <laughs> on people. And I, dude, I, I went through that for a long, long time. Well, I was just about to say, because I,
1: I was lucky enough to come on with Brad really early in his in his investment career. Yeah. And so at that time, he was scaling from one to two a month, and going to, wanting to go from two to two to four a month. Yeah, I mean that's doubling your business. Correct, which is doubling your income. The you know pretty yeah. much. But I don't remember a lot of, um, and I, and I remember a lot from back then. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot of this with you. It was, matter of fact, I was doing this, mm. and you were saying, "Look, Tone, just relax, man. Another lead will come in tomorrow."
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think a good part of that was because I sold real estate prior. And being in the the sales side as a realtor, I already knew that and I actually made a rule for myself that most deals appear like they're gonna fall through at some point. And so that then, is true. That was the expectation that I had. And so whenever that happened, it didn't rattle me. Yeah, yesterday a guy asked me on the
1: phone because he's had some struggles with a deal and he said are all deals like this? This first one he's yeah. going over, are all deals like this? And I said, no, they're not all as as tough as this one's been, but all deals are like this. Yeah, yeah. If they weren't, that people wouldn't be trying to give them to somebody else. Correct. Because we're usually not buying a house, we're buying a problem. Correct, correct. So don't think that they're going to just hand it to you and it's no longer going to be a problem. Yeah. You're going to have to solve that problem in order to reap the, the
0: harvest of the equity that comes with that house. That's right. And you're also dealing with people that even if they're great people, they're not at their best. You know, if someone is in pre-foreclosure and yeah. a divorce and they have a health issue, it's hard. Then they're not going to be certainly their most friendly or their most compassionate or their most understanding right. when it comes to a problem that may pop up pop up on title. Right. And so you have to understand the game that you're playing and the players that are in the game. Yeah, because right? a lot of these are, are just frankly just hurting people. Mm-hmm. And so if you have hurting people, then you have to understand that people are not going to always be their best at every moment. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that we submit to them or we're in a, a position of uh, subordinates. That That's not the case at all. Mm. But you have to understand that, uh, like we dealt with this with, with Shannon a lot, like her first contract, this, we're still trying to close this deal. Yeah. But this guy has gone back and forth on closing probably like literally eight times. Yeah. And uh, has been difficult, and to the point that I said, Shannon, nobody gets to talk to you like that." That's right. Hang up on him. That's right. You know, that's it's right. It's like I'm hanging that. up in three seconds if you don't change your tone. I had a
1: 15 minute call with her the next day, and she was so excited just because she hung up on the guy.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's a great win. That's a great win. Yeah, Because it is. the 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 guy's not to a point. You know, we're going to be fair. We're going to be compassionate, but we're we're not doormats.
1: Yeah, the guy who's asking for help is not the head in this issue. He is the tail. Correct. You are the head in this issue. Yeah, that's right. And so he was treating her as if she was the tail. Yeah, yeah. And she hung up on him. He
0: realized that I'm the tail. Yeah. And and whenever you hang up on someone or you're in a position of like, hey, you're not going to to talk that way. If you say one more profane word, I'm hanging up. Yeah. And then they change, then their frame is completely broken from then on. Yeah. So that's a good position to be in. But back to Christian. I guess maybe three or four weeks ago he came to one of our support calls and he was on the downside of that roller coaster. And I think that he'd had uh, I don't know, four or five days of bad leads. Yeah. You know, now keep in mind, guys, like the context is is everything. In my company, we're buying seven percent of our leads. Seven percent.
1: Just think about that a second. Yeah. Seven yeah. percent out of a hundred percent of your leads.
0: Yeah. And so it sounds just sorry. Yeah, it sounds terrible, but that's all we need. And frankly, we don't want everyone. Yeah. So, uh, and it's tough to hit hit numbers of seven percent whenever you have, you know, a lead a day. Yeah. See what I'm saying. So all that to say, he he he's kind of on the the tail end of the roller coaster and came to the support call a, a little, not disgruntled, but uh, a little down maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, and said, well, you know, this is what I'm seeing. Uh, I haven't had good lead flow and, you know, just uh, uh, crying the blues a little bit. The next day, pretty sure it was the next day he bought a house. Yes. You know, and so uh, I think he's at three, maybe four contracts with us. He's been marketing about two months, Uh something like that. Uh That's that's a good start. Uh That's a good start. And he's now talking about if I get one more, I'm quitting. (laughs) I'm retiring. I'm retiring from my job. Oh, quitting is another job. I no, 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 this. no, <laughs> he's definitely not quitting this, <laughs> but his goal, I mean, he, he has a big goal, which is like, Hey, I'm on the road all the time. I'm doing this insurance adjusting stuff. And, you know, I don't have control over my future with that. I'm maxed out because, you know, I think there's some semblance of commission with that. And he's working really, really hard. It has a guy has a hell of a work ethic, mm-hmm. but whenever you're, you're maxed out, whenever you're being paid you know, buy the job and you can't build a team around it. Right. You know, so uh, it's really, really fun to see someone make a change that quickly Uh because most of the time now he's coming to a support call like, hey, I had this lead. Hey, this is a potential deal. How do we structure this? And things can happen quickly whenever things start to work, you know. Yeah. And, And two,
1: I mean, there's so much to be said for managing expectation as well. Perspective leads to expectation. Hmm. And, but then expectation will create a new perspective. Tell me about that. Okay. Well, I mean, you, if you have a person, I think about the, I think about when, when I started working for you and our deal was you were wanting to scale up to two to four deals a month. Yeah. Okay. A lot of our folks come into our program now and that's what, that is their goal. Man, if I could just do some, some will say if I could do a half a million dollars next year. Yeah. Well, half a million dollars is probably four, maybe five deals for the entire year. Well, they'd
0: be really, really good deals at that. Yeah.
1: Yes. But, but I mean, it's not like it is you're going to be doing the same. The problem is a lot of people will come on and they'll see the video where we were doing a half a million dollars. A, I mean, we were doing a million dollars a month. Correct. So my goal is two to three. A month or one a month, but my expectation is what Brad was doing last June. Right. And so that is a huge fall. Yeah. From if my expectation is every lead that's coming in, if you, if you got, I mean, 7% of the leads you have coming in, if that did you one deal a year and you averaged even a mediocre deal of $60,000 a month, I mean, yeah, and 60 grand a month over 12 over 10 months you took christmas and new year's off i had 600 grand next year right so the expectation the perspective we have on where i really am right now in my career on starting this off right now that creates this expectation whether we meet it or don't meet it creates a new perspective that's right i'm either doing good or this or i'm not doing good this is either a good deal or it's not a good thing yeah and instead of just Instead of walking down that line, I've got my perspective and my expectation. I'm going to monitor both of them. And I'm going to keep in mind in perspective what Brad's doing. I mean, the numbers tell themselves.
0: Yeah, 100%. And the expectation part of this is really interesting because what I see a lot of times is, is people's expectation is not based on what they're doing. It's what other people have done. Yes. And that is the worst litmus test you can ever have. Yes. Because everybody's running their own race so i I look at this as you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i just remembered the one of the worst days of my life when i was about 10 or 12 years old i went fishing and i had on back then you know it was the summertime i had on a pair of cut-off shorts and no shirt and barefoot you know and just sitting on the side of the creek fishing i wasn't catching squat for like three hours i it was i was sweating this old man about 25, 30 feet down the creek bank was wearing them out. He might as well have just whistled and they all jumped out of the creek. And he's just wearing them out. So I waited till he went to take a leak and I ran over there to his spot right now and sat down in his spot. And when he came back, he picked his pole up and moved about 25 feet on down. No, he didn't. He picked his pole up and moved right back to the spot where I was. (laughs) Well, he started just pulling them out, pulling them out, and pulling them out. And I sat there for three hours. and got mad and left. Went home, Gonna take a shower. I was eat up with chiggers. Ooh. From here to here, cause they hide in the dark. Yeah. Not where I was sitting. I went and got his spot and stole it from him and wound up with <laughs> chiggers. And he went to my spot and caught fish. I mean, it kind of reminds me of what you're talking about right now. Yeah. We're so busy looking at what somebody else is doing. We're not paying attention where we are.
0: Yeah. That, that's hundred percent right. And, uh, The worst thing that we can do is compare ourselves to other people Yeah, because you don't know what they started with. You don't know their background. You don't know how much time and effort that they put in that maybe you haven't quite yet. And everybody's on a different race. The the litmus test has to be ourselves yesterday, right? Mm. So I I think that there's a lot of parallels between business and relationships. I think there's a lot of parallels between business and fitness. Anything really worth doing, like sports, jujitsu, you know, the things that that I've put time into and I can see the parallels that they're, they're really amazing how deeply rooted the same parallel is. And I was thinking about this yesterday. So I got up pretty early. I was uh, working out at 4am and I was, <laughs> I'm not going to compare myself to you right now, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about it and, and this is really what I want to talk about today is the journey is the destination. The journey is the destination
1: yeah.
0: because I started to make fitness more of a a focus for me beginning of this year. And so uh, I did the 75 hard thing in May. And that was a really, really good thing for me to do. I mean, I, I lost some weight and got much more fit. I went from where I was running 10 minutes at a time and pretty well gassed at that to where I, now I'm running for an hour. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I've, I'm seeing, especially with the running side, is that it's no more difficult for me to run an hour now as it was 10 minutes Ten in. 10 minutes in. Like It's the same amount of effort, the same context of pain and difficulty. But you're different. But yeah, correct. The same output input creates a different output. Mm-hmm. What changes is who you are mm-hmm. and what you're able to do, mm-hmm. right? And so what I realized in May, whenever I finished 75 hard, was a little bit of a letdown at the end. So we were in at David's Mastermind, mm-hmm. and the next morning I was like, "Man, I, I haven't had ice cream or any alcohol or anything yeah, no for seventy five days, nothing." So I got up and and I ordered. Uh, you may remember uh, I ordered I don't know two or two or three dozen donuts from Duncan, mm-hmm. <laughs> for for everybody. And we had the big carrier things of coffee, coffee, and and I had two donuts, and then afterwards I was just so frankly disappointed in myself, yeah, because. Now, I didn't identify as, some, as someone that would eat that. I'm now someone that doesn't eat this. Right. And I realized very quickly, I've got to set another goal. I've got to set another goal because if I don't, then there's nothing that is going to propel me forward. Mm-hmm. And the journey that I've been on is the destination. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time you ran
1: 10 minutes to the time you were running an hour now, you didn't do anything different. You did the same thing every day. Yeah. You ran as far as you could run that day. That's right. So the denominator in that deal is time. Right. How long you went of doing the best you could every day. The third day, you compared yourself to the second day. The 19th day, you compared yourself to the 18th day. Today, you'll compare yourself to yesterday. I mean, it's it's the point you're making is that we're not going to get rich on this first deal we do or this next deal we do. We're not, you know, the odds are we're not going to make five million but I'm going to tell you what you can do. You can every day do what you did during 75 hard and continuing after that, even after you hit that little place of look at me. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah, you know. And then what it did was that expectation you already had gave you a new perspective of the day you ate the donuts. Yeah. That's right. And then boom the next day it's I'm doing better than today. Yeah. But it's you you didn't fall all the way down then cuz you had built yourself up. Right. I mean, it's important the way what we're doing here with lead flow, because that's our generator. Correct. Is that we're not coming to conclusions quickly about the rest of our life based on this deal we got, or even the last three. I mean, we went through, after we did, we started looking, doing three, four a month. We would have a month where we'd do one. Right. Even now, you know, I'll say, well, James had we do last month. James will say, well, we had 16 under contract, but he only kept 12. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, I mean, that was you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we only kept 12.
0: I'm going well, that's 12. Yeah. And so the pers- the, the perspective there. Ones. Yeah, the perspective there is really important because, you know, James started off really January of last year doing cuz the lead flow was split four or five deals a month. Yeah. And now he's doing 12 uh-huh. and there there's a a sense of disappointment. Yes, because we didn't take all 16 of them. Yeah. Same
1: thing happened to me with them Kentucky deals. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad we didn't take them now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's really an interesting thing. We can't compare ourselves to other people. We have to compare ourselves to ourselves yesterday. And <laughs> it's really the, the same thing. Like It's the same thing as compound interest, mm-hmm. right? So you, you take a penny, you double it every day for 30 days. You end up with like $4 million. Mm-hmm. Well- the real value add comes the last week. Oh, yeah. It's not the first three weeks. Yeah. Well, oh, that's so good. You know? And so if you're doing micro improvements daily, just that's every day for a month. Every day for a month, you double a penny. So you go, you know, what days? Well, we can just do it seven days. You go two pennies, four, eight, 16, 32, 64, 128. So you got a dollar and 28 cents day seven. Nobody would look at that and expect, I'm going to go from a dollar 28 cents to four million dollars. That's right. In 30 days. Uh-huh. But the real value add is on the end.
1: And the same thing is true. If, if today you don't make that penny, um, you don't double that penny today, you're, t- you're double behind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why consistency is, is key. Yeah. And you might, and, and that's probably what's, what eases us into it. We're seven days in. We're only a dollar 28 behind. Yeah,
0: and this is why focusing on your inputs is far more important than focusing on your output, because uh. the input is what you can control, and this is what everybody misses. Mm-hmm. It's like I want the contract. Well, how do you feel about the triage call? Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> how do you feel about the triage
1: call? Because if there's no, if if that triage call is not held to frame, there is no deal, or
0: it's a sorry deal. Yeah, or not as good as it could have been. Yeah, not. And you think about across your career, if you're not capturing 10% of equity, that could be through strong negotiation. So I say this all the time. Negotiation is the highest paid hard work and the lowest paid easy work in the world. Uh, Say it again. Negotiation is the highest paid hard work and the lowest paid easy work in the world. Yes. If you're doing the easy work of negotiation, you're not going to negotiate very far. Yes. But if you're doing the hard work of negotiation. Yeah. I'm not saying I can then you're capturing far more on every single transaction than you would otherwise. Mm-hmm. And you take that across a career. And let's just say it's 5% extra per deal. What does that end up being across 30 or 40 years? Uh, uh You know, it, I look at,
1: that, that's one of the things I think that's difficult sometimes for people to do if they stumble upon that one deal that James and myself and you did. Uh, James and I let you be a part of that.
0: I appreciate y'all. That deal. They, they came and said, Hey, you that, know, hey, we've yeah.
1: decided you, you can <laughs> jump in on, on this. It's piece. our, it's our, it's James and I show and we let you be a part of that. <laughs> and we talked about June of last year. Yeah. You know, it was the first time we could have done it the month before. And, um, but more than that, because I think the month before we let two go that we didn't close on, that we could have done and said, oh, it was over a million. But they weren't good deals. So. Yeah.
0: We were at 875 May of last year. Yeah.
1: And so, but then June, July, and August, and had to quit on purpose. Correct. Had it, to slow down on purpose. Yeah. Because you I, have to get rid of all these houses too.
0: Yeah. I, I had to pull the reins back because we were somewhere around 60 houses. Yeah. And so, um,
1: when somebody looks at them on the first end, their perspective freezes at that point and an expectation comes from that. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, it is what you want, but do you want the triage call to be a good triage call? Because that stuff's not coming unless we know how to hold a frame. Yeah. Those deals, and they are every seventh, you know, they're every seventh lead. Well,
0: sometimes they're every 14th lead, 15th lead. Yeah. It's about 15, which is right at, you know, ballpark seven. Yeah. And for me,
1: sometimes I'm so, I'm so worn out by that. That sixth no, that sixth lead that didn't do it. That I don't get to the fifteenth lead, yeah, because my expectation goes south. My perspective is all blinded now. I'm no longer focused on a triage call. I'm no longer focused on the script work. I'm no longer focused on digging down and digging down and digging down because right. it just seems too hard at that point. Yeah. So I quit at the
0: seventh day and I make a dollar twenty eight that month. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's the difference. And and we're kind of running out of time, but I do want to finish with this. Struggle is difficult, but everybody has struggle in certain contexts. And so looking back, you know, my first two-ish years in the business, I really struggled. You know, I had a lot to unlearn. I had a lot of baggage in terms of does this business work? I didn't think anybody would let me take over a loan, sub two. I certainly didn't think anybody was going to discount at you know, 40 or 50% off their house retail right. because I came from the world of selling real estate. And I thought, well, why would anybody do why that? Why would anybody do that? You know, looking back, the biggest blessings that I've had in the business world were, were the struggles that I went through and overcame uh-huh. because it gave me, I hope, a sense of maturity to be able to go through the next struggle. And if you're beginning to scale a business, you're going to have struggles. I mean, that that's just part of it, you know, and you're going to have future ones. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I liken it to to this. You know, Tony's a basketball guy. I was a pretty good basketball player back in sixth grade. You know, I I made about Mm. 14 points that season. Sixth grade was the best three years of my life. (laughs) So, but like you you take a a really, really skilled basketball player at the high school level. Most of the time, they're on the court. They're the the superstar, but they don't really have to work for it. Yeah. And you take Michael Jordan, who got cut his freshman year of high school. Uh And what that did to him, because he identified as someone that could do it, but it didn't happen. It's like, well, what do I have to do? I have to work harder. Mm-hmm. And I really love the the Netflix. I don't I don't know if you've seen that documentary. Uh, no, I have not. Oh, you would love. I it. Cannot believe I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, you would love it. I'm, I'm I remember those games, and to see like the backstories of what mm-hmm. was going on was really really interesting. But the thing that I gathered the most from it was I believe that Michael Jordan was is probably the best basketball player of of all time. Yeah. But I haven't watched LeBron and, and I know there's a big LeBron MJ thing. I, I don't keep up with it. There's LeBron really enough. not. Okay, cool. So, uh, but I remember these games. And it's I only remember, for the LeBron side. It's yeah, a big correct. deal. Well, I think, you know, it's just a generational thing. It is, you know, cause they never really saw Jordan right, play. Right. But I remember the shot that he took whenever he had the flu and he uh, won the game at the end, mm-hmm. you know, and how tired he was as he was like walking off the court. Man. But you look at, here's someone that's arguably, let's say, the best basketball player of all time. And what he's remembered for, whenever I saw that documentary, was his work ethic, mm-hmm. right? All in the gym before anybody ever even turned the lights on. Correct. Didn't leave. and I mean, the janitors would have to come back and turn yeah. the lights on. And, and Jordan would get mad at the coaches mm-hmm. if the coaches didn't have a higher expectation for the players. Mm-hmm. The only other work ethic like that close to it was Kobe's. Okay. But, yeah, that makes sense. But, Jordan. That makes sense. And so, um, it was just really a, an, an interesting thing to to see the context there. But had he not got cut, oh yeah, that never would have happened. That never would have happened. That never would have happened. And so keep in mind, guys, focus on the inputs and understand that your struggles today could be the biggest blessings that you look back on. Oh, well, there's the future, no doubt, right? But you have to understand that the journey is a destination because it doesn't matter what your goal is. Once you reach it, it's kind of a letdown. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a letdown. And you have to set the next goal before you accomplish it Mm -hmm. to the point that you know, and and I do this frankly unconsciously because I've talked about that first month that we hit a million in equity, which had been our goal for about four months. It was the last day of the month, about 7.30, and I'm driving back from Atlanta and we get the contract in that put us over. And I enjoyed it for about 15 seconds. And I was like, I wonder what we can do next month. You know, And, and there's, I probably should have enjoyed it for like maybe a day. (laughs) The rest of us, the rest of us came into
1: our next meeting, group meeting that we had in there, team meeting in the, in the room in there. And we thought we were going to get to talk about this and celebrate. And you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to do it again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, I, I think it was honestly a mistake, but I remember having team meeting and I was like, guys, and I brought in the open door annual report. Yes, you did. It was it was about a stack of of pages like this, and I said, "Guys, we've accomplished nothing."
1: Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, but I mean, that, that's what I look at. It's like yeah. the, these guys bought two thousand houses this quarter. That's right. You know, we that's we did right. what forty. Mm-hmm. We're we're not even in the game yet. Yeah. So anyway, but that comes from a sense of knowing that we can do better, and incremental improvement is what has allowed me to be able to do what we've done. And it it has to continually be a focus because if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, So focus on your inputs, guys. Realize there's no destination except for the journey that you're on, okay? Any final thoughts for you, Tom? Uh, I'm good, man. Cool, let's go to this appointment. All right. See you guys next week. Have a
1: great one.